Hello, and welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast. I'm one of your hosts for the show. My name is Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, at the Better Tattooing Shop in Portland, Oregon, or our YouTube channel, Better Tattooing. My co-host is Brian Matthew. He kind of falls out a little bit early in this one because uh, he was he was busy that day, so we won't blame him. Everything is groovy. Uh, you can find him online at Brian Matthew Tattoos and Brian Matthew Illustrations on Instagram, uh, the Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery in Rogers, Arkansas, and you can also look for that on Facebook. So today we have uh, Gabe Ripley on the show. It's crazy. This dude did off map tattoo now, reinventing the ta- all of the stuff. Any any form of major tattooing media marketing website stuff he does it it's wild he does a paradise tattoo gathering it's just it's massive and i don't know why more people haven't interviewed this guy he's extremely humble uh, and has some really wild stories which i bet uh, if we maybe have gabe come back on in the future maybe he can regale us with some and keep the names of the presumed innocent changed to protect any type of legal stuff or whatever i'm on the road right now so my audio quality is probably going to be kind of crap and i apologize but uh, i'm just recording this on a table in the break room an hour and a half before the shop opens up so any hoozles this season's going to be crazy we've been booking people left and right we're going to be recording with two behemoths on the west side of the north american continent this week and we're working on getting some some other big names coming in so we hope y'all are enjoying the show and if you are Please take two seconds, pause, just go to that podcast player you're on and and leave us a review. Five stars, if you could, that would be fantastic. It helps push us up the ranks. And today, looking at our stats, we're number 23 in the Philippines. So Philippines, we love you. (laughs) I think that that's probably much funnier to me than it is to you. But I love Filipino people. Have you ever partied with Filipino people? It's, It's nuts. I had you have to hold your cup, and every time that it runs down and it gets empty, they'll just pour a new one on there. So if you're if you're a Filipino person, you're listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. But every time that you go, if you don't want to get absolutely shit faced drunk, you have to hold your hand over the top of your cup when you're walking around, or walk around with a red solo cup. Bring a bag, a sleeve of red solo cups to any of those parties and it'll make sure that you can pretend that there's something in there so that grandpa doesn't come around with a bottle of hooch and top it off with 151 and make you drink it in front of him. any hoozles if you if you do leave a review thank you very much it's fantastic we we, we appreciate all the positive words we've been getting and uh we have a facebook page if you guys don't know and head over there and, and join it we're going to start being more active on that after our break we, we weren't really on it so the errors of social media ways and such. Um, you can also support the show by going to the Buy Me a Coffee link that you'll find in the show description. If you give us any money, we're just going to high-five the Jesus out of you. <laughs> I guess the Jesus into you, if you're into that. Um, from afar, and we're working on getting some uh, bonus content rolling out here over the next year or so. So, Is there anything else? Any other, any other type of stuff that we need to go over? I don't think so. But, um, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening to the show. This is our talk with... Uh, Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now fame. Oh, one last thing I forgot to throw in there. This show's so great it'll tear the pants off your hind end. Let's go.
Everyone else can uh, suck our dicks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go America. <laughs> but no, wait, you're in Portland though, right? So you're either a radical lefty or in a militia or in a radical lefty militia. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. No, I'm an anti-social democratic person. Okay. So I don't give a flying fuck what's happening outside of my community. You guys can all burn it, like, honestly. Yeah. Anarcho. And- but I believe that everyone in my community should have a voice. We should worry about what we're doing here. Like, I shouldn't tell people what to do in Tennessee. You know, my vote shouldn't fucking matter for them. And they shouldn't tell me what the fuck to do. I get fucked. You know? Yeah, I guess it depends on. Uh, I'm definitely way down with that. Like, I don't see why, you know, I'm from New England, why we have to get along with, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, I get along with plenty of Texans. But um, I mean, yeah, I've always felt as a worldwide citizen, you know, borders are there to, you know, they're artificial. You know, it's yeah. all artificial. It's all just made up stuff. Now, on the other hand, shots when I'm crossing fired. borders and people uh, are asking me questions about, you know, me crossing the border, I'm like, oh, wait, I guess it doesn't make a difference what I give a fuck about your job and your bullshit border. You're actually grilling me about going to a tattoo convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah, uh... there's like the, the reality. Some of the it's fun thinking about some of the questions, too. It's like, you know. Where there's a reality ish and what we could do, and then there's like what would we like to do, you know, and then what's going to actually happen? Yeah, yeah. Are you drinking now, Gabe? Well, I've had enough uh, issues with my uh, computer here that I went through my lemonade already. Yeah, it's a light, oh, it's a light oh, beer though. So uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it, New England. <laughs> I mean, it's afternoon, technically. So. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, uh, I've been sober for a fucking week. Ah, congratulations. I mean, like, yeah. everything, dude. I haven't even had a fucking drink. That's so weird. Normally, when we first started doing the show, me and Brian would do it. And Brian would be, hey, you might have a sip of scotch or something. Because he's, if you can tell, no. presidential. And uh, <laughs> and I would I would get shit-faced. If he said they're taking shots tequila the whole time we're recording. I'd be at the end and be like, <laughs> Brian yeah. would carry the back end. <laughs> It could get a little uh, crazy. We did a, a string of drunk critiques. Oh, nice! And uh, so it was like you know Tony and Tony Ramel from Tattoo Society and, and Bob were like the other co-hosts. We had all sorts of you know guests coming on, and uh, some of them would run like six hours, eight hours. I think one of them was you know, and uh, by the <laughs> end of it, yeah, it's like way too drinky to be publicly zooming. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day is coming up. So yeah, it's going to give us a reason. And we're Irish as fuck. So, I mean, like, that would be a great excuse. It's, uh, well, <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's always, we don't even need an excuse, really. For, uh, it's the next day. Like, if you're going to take it in the true spirit of it, it's a, it's always a, a wicked rough next day. So oh. it has been like a full year, I think, since we've done, you know, an official one. But, um. Oh, yeah, no. There'll That'd be times, be so you know, like, because on hour seven or eight, right? It's, you know, just one, fucking... o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. The fam, my wife's like, fuck off. Christ, shut <laughs> up. Get the fuck out. Like, this, you know, and so I, I leave the house and I'm walking around, and then it's like just Bob and I on the Zoom and mm. uh, walk around chatting or whatever, maybe one or two other people. But, um, you know, then I, then I get home and someone's on the chat room on my computer being like, dude, you guys are still on the fucking mic. Like, uh, I guess if somebody lasts, you know, six and a half hours, seven hours, they get to they get to that stuff whether they want to or not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll but, send you a t-shirt. Like I don't know. <laughs> 
if we remember <laughs> it is drunk critique after all you can't you know uh, that's fucking great dude uh all right well ugh, so, are are we live streaming on your side or are we just recording today no we're just recording i could click a button and we could go instantly but um yeah i figure maybe i don't know see how it goes especially with how filthy my fucking mouth is uh, like i said i have no problems with any of that really but um you know, to, to your point earlier, uh, you know, if we were to do something live, we could amp it up a little bit. You know, give it, you know, there's no no emergencies or nothing. Oh yeah, um, cool. Right on, dude. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Gabe Ripley. That's you now and a whole bunch. Why don't you give us a rundown? Okay. Who are you and what do you do? Because I know it's prolific. It's fuck. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for uh, for the invite and having me on. And uh, so, yeah, I'm Gabe Ripley. Uh, I'm a computer geek. Uh, I don't know how well it's working, but um, I basically have been working in the tattoo space since uh, the mid 90s. I did a look up some of the first uh, news items and, um, the, you know, the first news items on tattoo. Now we're talking about dark side in 1995. Oh, wow. So I think that's when I was officially doing computer stuff for tattooers. Um, you know, and from there, I also work, you know, on, on business, you know, computers and business and I don't tattoo, but, uh, I love tattooing and seemingly have, uh, you know, found myself in a spot where, um, you know, I, re- I basically try to amplify, uh, tattooers to leave a long lasting positive impact. And, um, you know, so I do that, through, as you're saying, I do that through a couple of different ways. So there's the tattoo now, which is technology, there's consulting, so I could do, you know, consulting uh, for, for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or for however long, some clients I've been working with for years. Um, events, so I work on a tattoo and art-related events. Uh, I've been going kind of smaller due to uh, just kind of some of my interests and then COVID hit. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, kind of going smaller events and then kind of getting bigger. Although this fall, I'm doing an official uh, tattoo gathering with uh, Jake uh, Meeks from the Fireside. He's going to uh, help with a lot of with a lot of other people's help. Uh, doing a full on Paradise Tattoo Gathering again in October, and um, so yeah, so I guess I do computery, businessy, eventy things for tattooers, so they can inspire each other, do better, positive tattoos on their clients with a better attitude. Therefore, their uh, clients are going off and becoming better people and who they want to be and all that stuff. It's fun. It's amazing. That's, that's cool. I guess in speaking of that, let's just because we're talking about history. I remember we talked about this yesterday, yeah. right? What do you like with how everything is going right now? Like how like when you started, what was the industry like? Like comparison wise, we don't have to go like back and forth, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the industry, right? I guess you know people still contest that that term. Although I suppose probably if by strict definition, it was probably as an industry or community or a business, but but the environment. So the industry, if we're talking about the the business of it, right? So um, I got my first tattoo and, oh, I meant to go upstairs and get, I think I still have the receipts from a, like a biker tattoo shop in like 92, 91, 92. And then I got a couple of other shitty tattoos. It was a, a tattoo shop that popped up in between my walk back and forth to the restaurant I was working at. And so I was like, oh, well, this is clearly where I should be getting my second tattoo. It was uh, that at that point, I realized that you can get bad tattoos because I'm looking at the feathers on this thing and the <laughs> feathers are not like the way the feathers should be. And uh, so then it dawned on me, oh, maybe I should be looking to get a good tattoo. And so this is, you know, 94, 95 ish uh, or 90, 93, 94 ish. I met uh, this guy, Sean, from uh, he opened up Dark Side. At this point, he was Dragon's Lair. I don't know. He was in West Haven. He's in Connecticut. So he was like, you know, the, the guy that was doing the best tattoos. On some rock and roll guys I knew, and uh, 
And that's kind of what it was. It was like bikery, rocker, you know, bikery underground, you know, uh, you know, I guess the the California thing was maybe a little bit more artsy at the time. Well, but ultimately I was looking for the artsy-ish type of tattooer that existed, you know, in my neck of the woods in the, in the early nineties, mid nineties, well, early nineties, I was looking, I started getting tattooed and then I started pretty quickly, uh, you know, I got some adequate tattoos and then I realized you know, <laughs> right they were on. better than what I was getting. And the artist was good. Basically, the artist was better, but my ideas weren't that great. You know, they were OK. And uh, but I, I did, you know, form a relationship. I was like, OK, well, this is, this, you know, and at the time I thought they were, the, you know, great tattoos. And um, I started, uh, you know, trading out in the mid 90s. Right. So at that point, there was almost there was, you know, very little computers just in. I mean, there were computers. Right. People say all the time, you know, there's no Internet back then. I'm like. Well, there was. Well, you just was. had to be a nerd that you were fucking picking on. You know, we were what playing Dungeons first... and Dragons on the computer. Yeah. What was your first um, service? Did you have CompuServe? I would go into the uh, Southern Connecticut State University. Oh. So I go in uh, dial. It would all be dial-up. Uh, no, CompuServe and AOL uh, were still. They were so they were the companies that were doing it right in the very beginning. But I would uh, still I dial up to the university. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, I didn't like AOL. I mean, I was still a little bit more anarchist. Back then, right? <laughs> um, maybe not quite maybe I'm just a little bit more wild and anti uh aol fuck i don't know i never had an aol i never had an aol email or anything uh I, you know but we always had there was always bbs's right yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know text baseboards uh the muds multi-user dungeons and dragons i loved muds oh my god i played the hell out of those i'm a uh you know that's how i learned to program so i would program muds and mushes. Muds. You know, often when I would, I would play some computer games and then I would then I program, I learn how to program them. No. Yeah, my my I did a couple semesters at a at a college and my job, I got a work study gig at the uh, computer center. And I'd basically get paid to play on the muds, you know, and then somebody would ask, like, why the printer wasn't working. And I was absolutely the horrifically typical nerd being like, I'm playing my Dungeons and Dragons game. What do you mean you can't get the printer to work? Did you turn it off and turn it back on? <laughs> you, obviously, you've been in tech support, or uh, you can make it like 98% of the way through. To this day, 30 years later, turn it back off, turn it back on. Okay, you did? Oh, you did everything? Well, did you unplug it? And then plug it back in and put it? I don't know. You know you're telling me it doesn't work. My, my favorite are the OCD tattooers, right? And so something uh. will break with a computer. And then uh, I'm like, I don't know. And then, well, yeah, to restart the computer. Okay, they restart. Well, well, what was wrong with it? What was broken with it? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, what do you mean you don't know? We, we have to make sure that the conditions don't exist again for this to happen again. I'm like, when your when your car's not turning over, and then it goes, and then turns over. Do you ask why it didn't turn over the first time? No, because you're never going to figure it out. Uh, same thing with computers. Just turn them off, turn them back on again, and um but to your point, uh, yeah, after after bothering me enough, I'd ask, uh, you know, I'd unplug it, plug it back in, it would work. <laughs> right. So the the industry back then was was we'll say analog because I I've seen some of the links that you were sending me and stuff. Some of that stuff was really really cool, like a CRM that you built and shit. And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was all paper ledgers, you know, phone calls in. Like things were different. So like the radius of influence sure. that you had was really just very well there was email so so in the beginning so this was and again if the first website was at night in 95 so i was programming computers and making video games while i was getting tattooed so i'd get tattooed i go off at freelance i'd do computer work and then i would come back and get tattooed and then you know hitchhike around you know this is again the early 90s started hitchhike, hitchhike did the country a couple times back and forth 
and uh you know landing at computer gigs and then um that's, that's fucking awesome it was, it was like computer for hire and just fucking thumb out and yeah it was kind of crazy i would mail computers to myself sometimes so like if i knew where i was going <laughs> I'd, I'd move it ahead i did it on a motorcycle i did it with motorbikes with a friend or two and uh this was mobile i mean again I, so like i was always on the computer this isn't a, Dude, that that's wasn't so fucking awesome that's a mobile yeah. computer repair as you fucking thumb out on the highway that's so fucking rad well, i have a sign i, I wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't you know thumb is a little bit too uh ambiguous right if you have a sign for the next town or two town or cities excuse me couple, you know. uh, but yeah uh, but then i would come back and get tattooed and uh uh but I would work for Honda and Epcot Center. I would be doing programming like touchscreen kiosk and shit, programming cool stuff. Oh, uh, I worked yeah. on like kids' video games. So I, did, I did some Smurf video games. Uh, Lucky Luke. I went over to Europe a couple times to, to work in European video games. I was not hitchhiking. Oh, I did the hitchhike over there in the very beginning. I, I started hitchhiking in Europe, came back here, did, did here. But I do appreciate like I did on a motorbike and like cars, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the you know the, the luxuries of uh, rolling around. Uh, I definitely would not be hitchhiking these days. I mean, not, not because I feel like it's any more or less dangerous just because of the comfort level. Uh, but uh, we're, we're with computers and stuff. Uh, so I was doing like computer video games and touchscreen kiosks, right? So they'd be like $15,000 computers to do, to be able to be touchscreens and have interactive movement and stuff. And then I would come back and I, uh, I'd be working with musicians and tattooers. And this guy, Sean, from, you know, from Darkside, he was wicked smart, is wicked smart. And he saw the computer. He was nerdy, too. He was like a computer guy. Maybe his dad was a programmer, I think. Mm. And um, like way back in the day, punch cardy kind of a programmer. And uh, but anyway, so Sean was smart enough to understand it and do it. Right. So I would work with him. I teach him how to do some stuff and then he'd be able to put it in there. And uh, we had some of the first touchscreen kiosks. I, I swear we probably had the kiosk before the websites just because of the way that the technology was working. Um, but then I remember distinctively our, the, I was doing some freelance work for the university and it became clear, Hey, there's, uh, you know, this thing, HTML, there it's, it's websites, you know, everybody could kind of self publish. And for the first six months, I'm like, I'm making fucking video games. Like, I don't care <laughs> pictures and words, you know, yeah. that's dull. But then, you know, you know, fast forward just a little bit. I trade out with Sean well, I'll do a website for him. He does some tattoos, you know, for, for me. And then uh, it became pretty clear really quickly all it takes to not all it takes, but it, pictures and words can really move people to purchase tattoos and larger tattoos. And and the more thought that you kind of put into presenting your tattoos online and the more serious people you'll you'll get coming back in. You know, so my my perspective is kind of but that's my, my my door into it was using computers to help attract awesome clients to awesome tattooers you know i definitely figured out walking mentality and like a whole range of other things that come along with tattooing but like my my first perspective really was you know using computers to attract people to get awesome tattoos both on the online and then in person with these massive touchscreen kiosks sean made this fucking giant tiki mask sean in the shop and a bunch of people it was like a fucking eight foot nine foot tall tiki mask <laughs> and uh you know it was a touchscreen it looked like a disney uh, you know so i work on you know i did, I did the same computers that you would have at disney world with walkthroughs and uh, you know we had video poker games and shit it was uh in portfolios oh wow you know, it was, they were pretty fun times. And that was in the mid, so that was in the mid nineties. Right. And so now that was different. Right. So I guess if you know, take a poll of a thousand tattoo shops in the mid nineties, you know, how many of them had multimedia CD ROMs and touchscreen kiosks and, and websites, uh, 
you know, Probably not too many, not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone I was working with was in that line. Right. So uh, like, again, from my perspective, it's like, I, I'm pretty much only working with tattooers that are, you know, either forward thinking enough to do that kind of stuff and work in it or to, to be along with their friends, you know, along for the ride or something. But yeah, that's neat. It's, like, it's pretty nuts. So, so you start doing this stuff. When do you get into creating like this, this networking type of, setup that you've that you've started to do in your earlier years because what was what was like the first website that you had started so the first website was for dark side tattoos so uh, you know the first yeah. first website I did for anybody was for a tattoo shop oh, and I mean, uh, like your own personal one or that you were a part of like collaboratively that just focused on tattooing and wasn't like business so guess, oriented i believe it was officially looked at it was like 2001 <laughs> 2000 i think is when we registered the domain name and started officially like i said part of it was we were doing like touchscreen kiosks and cd-roms well, it's, I got, like I said, it's fuzzy, right? So this is like 1999, 2000, 2001. Wow. And it was Y2K. also, it was right over, it was around Y2K, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was, it was a very, um, you know, so the, the, what was basically happening is that shop, you know, was going through its, Sean was going through his demons at the time. So that shop was exploding, you know, it was pretty crazy shop at like probably 13, you know, sick ass tattooers there, all fully booked. It was, it was rocking. But then it was like, and then part of what happened was 9-11, I think, you know, I just, just yeah. kind of remember him back, like things were getting kind of shaky, 9-11 happened, and then that just took everyone down like a whole bunch of notches, uh, and it was too much, you know, for, for that. So that shop was kind of, you know, dissolving, and I was kind of, I was trying to figure out what I was going to, what I was doing for a living, right? I'm like, you know, I was freelancing, you know, and, two th you know, and so after 9-11, a lot of my freelance work kind of dried up a little, you know, it, it, you know so it didn't completely dry up, but it was like very clear, you know, this wasn't the same fucking, you know, it wasn't the same game. So it was a little rough. Like, so I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to get a full-time gig. I'm watching the shop dissolve. I'm looking at the the effect that the, yeah. that the website was having on the clientele, how many emails were going through, how many appointments were getting booked. If you remember off the top of your head, what was the volume like? I mean, especially if there was not very much competition online, you know, air quotes. It was not. Oh, okay. So at one point, so dark side, oh, I vaguely remember. I don't, I mean, I, I could quote some numbers, but it would be trying to remember numbers from 20 years ago. But <laughs> my, my, my guess is that there was hundred, a hundred thousand a month come, coming through dark side, probably maybe Holy up to 200,000. Yeah. Huh. through Holy the whole fuck. server you know that's there was, insane uh, it was nuts it was a lot of people i mean but even if it was thirty thousand people at the time yeah it was still a tremendous amount but i'm sure i'm sure that by eight by year five or six or seven into its its heyday it was it was breaking a hundred thousand people you know the whole server what? at one point was doing three million people a month two to three million people a month unique visitors not hits yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it was doing unique visits from people that might have been a little bit farther along. I don't think Darkside, you know, Darkside wasn't hitting those numbers or, or, or but, but what was kind of happening is, you know, Tattoo Now, I was a partner with Sean and Tattoo Now back mm -hmm. then, you know, during that transition, you know, Tattoo Now, you know, is on, on the, the sole founder now. And now I'm the only, I'm a solopreneur. But at the time, you know, right away, Sean was also very much like, hey, and Joe Capobianco, he's working in Long Island, uh, Da Vinci Tattoo, the shop that Mike Rubendahl was at, you know, we're like right away, we were hooking up with some really great tattoo shops. You know, so so that network was starting right from kind of the get-go. Yeah. Uh, it became essential to that first, after Sean, you know, was, was checking out for a little while there. Uh, and I didn't have a home-based tattoo shop to, to work in. Then Tattoo Now kind of became homeless, which was, yeah. you know, it took about two years, I think, before I opened up a, a studio office space to, to do uh, 
you know, off the map in, in that studio. And, and 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 in that time, it was really clear. It was like, well, if I'm going to be doing this stuff, networking with people, you know, is, is necessary and learning how to sell, you know, websites to tattooers. Yeah. I don't really want to sell to begin with. I'm a computer geek. I'd rather email people from my basement. Uh, uh, I mean, I'd rather email them from a nice cozy office. I've come to find out, but you know, <laughs> Uh, so so the but the, the point of like trying to go around and try to sell shit to tattooers don't really understand you know or if they understand they have probably because someone else offered to do it for them for free already but no yeah. i'm a really good computer geek you know yeah it seems like that's that's changed a lot nowadays right like everyone is kind of like it's the age of the geek right like everyone knows how to do some level of something technologically now you know in some yeah, ways yeah which is yes they do which is awesome um, but back then yeah. it was like there i think we have like really distinct cliques do you remember like in school there was cliques you know oh, yeah. you had the jocks and the geeks and the you know like everyone had mm -hmm. their their own i was a mod i just kind of yeah. like didn't have a lot of friends but went through all the friends groups i was just like hey because yeah, 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 nice. i i partied fucking way hard so everyone was just like no. hey hey have fun with everybody <laughs> how about you brian what were you i think you were a jock weren't you huh. actually i was a huge geek when i was in school oh were you oh sure yeah, like Dungeons I, and Dragons I went so far geek, as or, to uh... I was in the Scholastic Bowl when I was. <laughs> I wasn't. I burned joints when they did that shit. <laughs> uh, that's academic. Uh, uh, I love the uh, uh, the overlap of academics in tattooing, right? Yeah. So, so back yeah. then, well, I guess to your point, uh, you know, there was there was very few other geeks. So we're a couple. You know, yeah. tattoos.com. I remember when Damien bought fucking tattoos.com, you know, just as domain names were coming out. Right. So we were doing websites before there were commercial domain names. It was like Envision, yeah. you know, dot, you know, something. I don't even remember, you know, Alta Vista. Tilda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like all the old stuff. But, um, well, yeah, but like I said, it, it became very clear right away. Uh, somebody is searching online, looks at tattoos, they see awesome tattoos. Then they email and they're like, "Hey, I'd like to get awesome tattoos." Now these days, it's stuff like that is is way more accessible, which is awesome. But I mean, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, everyone can do. People throw around the word geek like they throw around the word research. It's like, yeah, everyone can be a geek, but it's not like everyone's programming shit or really going <laughs> through and combining platforms and figuring out the API. Oh, there's you like know? the there's the grades of geek, right? It's kind of almost like like the scholastic team, right? You get like the A team and then the fucking C team. Yeah, right? exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And I mean, and, but to your point, it's awesome, you know, to have yeah. more people. I've never been one of those people. And, and the same thing with tattooing. I've never been like, let's keep this to ourselves. It's always been like, if you can understand it, this will change your life. Yeah, and um, same thing with tattooing and weed. You know, yeah, uh, it's uh, you know, fuck yeah, dude. Is that, that's fucking great. Is it like like now? I mean, looking back, if we're contrasting, like, because now everyone has a social media, they have a website, they have some auto filling, populating fucking you know electronic forms. There's no paper being used. Everyone's eco friendly and stuff. Like like when you're looking back, and you see how much yeah. When you see stuff has changed, like. How did you get your foot in the door with some of these places initially? Did you have to kind of prove yourself using that Tattoo Now platform to like show people how it, it could reach, you know, a larger oh, audience? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't really that. I mean, it was people like, like with everything. It's like first it's trust and referrals. Yeah. Um, and then it is results. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean, and through the years, you know, uh, you know, I've had a you know the tattoo world's roller coaster, and it's going fucking nuts. And there's all these forces at work, and people are crazy, and I'm crazy. We're all, 
you know, and I'm, I'm politically pretty clear who I am, you know, there's been times <laughs> where I've had, uh, I mean, but some of my people that are with me now are on the other side of the aisle. Uh, okay. we, we could, at the end of the day, we could talk numbers, right? And we could be like, you know, if we want to talk about business and attracting clients in a responsible way, you know, making sure that they're paying a fair rate, you know, and, and some different mechanisms, maybe even a crazy high artistic rate because you're artists and you should get paid a lot or whatever it might be, or you need to do a lot of volume. The point is like computers and technology is, a, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's ways to bend data in any direction, I suppose. But at the end of the day, it's like, how many people are looking at your shit? How many appointments were booked? There's people that might hate how I vote, uh, you know, or the fact that I do vote, but they are happy that they're bringing in more clients and they're doing tattoos on them. And I don't give a shit what they play on the radio at their shop necessarily. Because <laughs> um, I'm thinking like, well, one, actually, before I ask this next question, you mentioned a couple names of websites back then and off the map, like for the younger people who listen uh, to this, I remember off the map and it was huge. Um, yeah. Tell me, tell me about off the map. What was that all about? Well, let's, uh, you know, again, it's like a roller coaster. It's a tragic story. I, uh, I did actually, it's funny because I looked at the list of questions and I didn't see that on there. So I didn't prepare my off the map story, yeah. you know, uh, we'll wing it, maybe. you know, it was, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wing it. I'll be as respectful as I can to all the parties involved. It doesn't exist now. And it, it was a rough <laughs> ride, you know, off, but you know, everyone, you know, everyone learned a lot out of it. Right. You know, the, the off the map, let's see. So, so, Dark side, you know, dissolved two or three years later. It was like, okay, well, I should I'd probably have a run at, you know, my own shop. You know, my, you know, with, definitely with the support of my wife. Uh, you know, she was, you know, pointed out some key reasons, and uh, you know, gave me the support to 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 think about it. I think I probably had like twenty websites, fifteen websites at the time, and probably like a million to two million people a month, you know, on the website. You know, tattooers that were like, hey, you know, they were supporting me, right? I mean, not a shit ton, but you know, the because all the dark side guys had split up and had already opened up two or th you know two or three shops had opened up, so they were all secure in their spots, which was also a little bit uh, that was rough, right? So it was like, okay, you know, after two years, you know, I should open up a shop. I'm going to find a spot, and uh, and I found a cool little spot, and I talked to like my clients, like Joe and a couple other people who were like, you know you know go for it. I, I had almost had a partner that i went 50 50 in with but that didn't quite work out but uh, but it was really clear again with the website having that much uh action you know we were able to keep and and this is kind of the beginning you know it's like we knew we were i knew we were able to help keep artists busy you know and what could go like if you could do that what could possibly go wrong <laughs> um <laughs> So, but this, that's kind of what it was. It's like we knew we had all this action. So eventually, you know, we opened up a, a small studio in East Hampton. You know, it's a tiny ass little town. It was next to Northampton. A lot of the artists were getting priced out of Northampton and coming over here. You know, as I said, I was, I don't know, I was listening to a podcast with Russ or maybe on a post on his uh, launch pad or something. They're talking, oh, it was him and uh, Maya Bailey. They're talking about just having, um, tough times in their, you know, where they're putting their shops. Right. So it's like the, the fancy parts of town don't want, at least in Atlanta area, you know, clearly yeah. don't, they don't want the tattoo shop. Wicked lucky out here in, you know, New England, you know, Western Massachusetts. Um, you know, I talked to the, to the health departments, they were welcoming the, there was a couple of politicians in town that were actually pretty cool. Oh, wow. I'm like, cool politicians. That doesn't even like it didn't compute <laughs> you know, I'm a computer guy I'm like oh well, that's fucking weird but okay um you know mostly what I cared about is they were they'd let us into town so yeah, yeah so we opened up but then right away I was like I couldn't get any of the my old buddies to to move in as a resident and so like all of a sudden you know I had the website going and you know I had a mailing list going before the shop was open it was it was pretty cool this is 2005 just before the tv shows yeah. tv shows uh premiered the same year 
So I did open up. I opened up with mostly guest artists. I did have one resident for the first four months, but then they quit. And, uh, you know, everyone was asking me, like, the lead up, are you just going to do guests? I'm like, fuck no, I'm not going to do just guests. I can't, like, you can't just keep a whole tattoo. Sh like, you can't do that. You need to have resident tattooers, tattoo people who come in who want tattoos. Um, and, yes, we'll have guests once a month. But then, you know, we, we launched. And then after after four months, the, the artist kind of was in a little over his head, I guess, or, or had legitimate, I don't know. But anyway, the point is, after four months, I was like, oh, man, I need to find a resident. That takes time. So we did run, we started to run like one guest a week as best as we could, starting from, you know, that first, you know, first summer. We opened in December and by summer I was, you know, we were looking for, you know, residents and, um, you know, and ultimately I guess part of it is like I always did have to, because I don't tattoo, you know, when it came down to it, when shit was turning over in the fan, I couldn't just tattoo my way out of it. Right. So it's like, yeah. I would argue, I mean, clearly I argue for years. I'm like, I don't know, you could, you don't have to tattoo to have a wicked bad. And, and you, and you don't, but on the other hand, it makes it infinitely harder because you can't just tattoo your way out of shit. Right. You get, you hire a bad artist. They take two or three people on the way out. All of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. if you tattoo, then you could tattoo there for 500 or a thousand to $2,000 a day and get your shit done in three weeks over the month, you know, yeah. if, if whatever it might be. I, I thought it was really interesting. Cause I think like before I, I knew of off the map, I didn't know of everyone traveling. It kind of like set that, that standard. And I think like the tech side of stuff, like, like being able to draw in that many people, you know what I mean? And, and, and like the websites and all of the stuff, like it was beautifully designed. It was easy to navigate. You had like all of the people who came there. It was just like this, this postcard of what was happening in the industry at the time. And I, in my opinion, it superseded like the magazines. The magazines always show like the same 10 people over and over and over every year. Right. And you just seen the list because I, I checked you out when you first opened. Uh -huh. And I remember seeing the list on that sidebar grow and grow oh, yeah, 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 and sure. grow and grow. And I was like, fuck me, dude. Like, who is this guy? Where is this coming from? And I never, I never, actually up until we were talking right now, which is why I asked the question, I didn't know that that was you. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. The good, wow. the good, the bad and the ugly. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. No, I mean, and that was basically our hub, right? So that was, and, and it was in part so that we could show people how to do websites, right? My wife was like, bring people through, show them how to do the websites, sell them websites. And that sounds cool. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she was also like, don't hire this person. Don't hire that person. I didn't listen to her. And fucking, you know, and like I said, you know, those, you know, the, 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 I guess the, 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 the part that was dangerous about it was that we, we definitely grew over the course of the next nine years, eight years, yeah. nine years, 12 years, 12 years, I guess it was 12 years. You know, we were able to grow within the opportunity, you know, I, I was learning business uh, as we went, right? So, I, like, I didn't even define mission and values until we were, like, year six or seven in, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it, but, but it was uh, like, wait, why are people attracted to the spot? But, like, there's friction, right? Like, I don't know, it feels like the fucking best place in the world to do the best job in the world. I don't, you know, like, how come uh, we can't just, you know, figure it all out? And, uh, but a lot of it was because I didn't define you know, this is what I'm about. I'm about hard work and, you know, education and endurance, you know, all the different, whatever, what, different things make different people tick. Yeah. And if you're not clear, you know, this is what my mission is, is what my values are or, or the, or the company's mission and values yeah, and, yeah. and be authentic about it. Um, and it was you always know, then all of a sudden you have eight people, right? you know. Yeah. It, but it was tech centric, right? Like everything was focused off of that, that aspect when we were going forward because tremendous amount of off yeah. the map. I mean, it was powered by the tech. Yeah. We didn't have yeah. the kiosks at that point. Like we weren't able to kind of keep up with a $10,000, $15,000 kiosk, but uh, we had the website at your point, you know, the website was search engine. I mean, I'm, 
you know, that the often that hasn't existed in five years. I could open up a shop tomorrow and keep fucking two tattooers busy and have a guest roster going, right? Yeah. Um, but because people keep texting and emailing just through the the local scene, um, sure. it was a it was a juggernaut. It was pretty crazy. Um, you know, so that site was doing probably three hundred ish thousand. That that got up to dark sites, but. One of the reasons why I opened up off the map, not necessarily a good reason necessarily in hindsight, you know, when I was talking uh, to another tattoo, tattoo or tattoo business person, uh, they were like, ah, dark side was an anomaly. Something like that'll never happen again. <laughs> Challenge accepted. And, you know, and I was a little bit like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I'm sure, I mean, you know, I mean, and at the time I was young enough, I was like, we could do that again and I could do it in less time. Right. Now, what we did was different. Often that was definitely different and wasn't a, it was different. Yeah. Uh, Sean did his thing. Right. And, you know, now he's doing his thing again. He's back and he's, you know, got a dark sides uh, over 10 years. It's been back together again and, and, oh. and, and thriving, you know. And off the map was its own thing. Right. But so yeah, no, it was, it was definitely, a, a, you know, that, and that led into the tattoo gathering. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that because, like, I, I one like I, dude, like I did some bio search on you last night when I was when I was driving home. I had my AI assistant uh, ah, awesome. on my phone. Oh, I should do that to myself to see. I can't believe I haven't. Oh, it's it's great. It was I was just listening to it talk to me in a very soothing, and I have I have changed the voice settings so it's British, so I feel fancy when I'm driving in my <laughs> Honda, right? And I was just telling me hey, this stuff. It's like, what's up? Oh, I got to jump off of here. My appointment's here. Uh, okay, dude. Well, see you later, Brian. Uh, Thanks for coming. So good, buddy. Thanks for Gabe, I might in. reach out and harass you in a little bit. Me anytime or him anytime. Any, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, that looks great <laughs> there. Right. That looks great. Yeah, Brian's... Uh, Brian's Is the one in Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah, he's That's really funny. busy. You're in Portland, Oregon with like the white white walls and the blank, yeah. you know, whiteboard, one blank whiteboard. Yeah. He's like got like this cool looking spot in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my I'm in my uh, office. So I'm in my science shop. I've got my whiteboards where we do oh, cool. like ah. a bunch of stuff and writing. I've got lab equipment and shit over here in the bins still. I got to get the table set up. We, we only opened just a little while ago at this space. And then um, we've got some other space in the back here. But this is where awesome. we're doing all of our weird testing shit. And like, I'm going to be doing some some chemistry uh shit with some pigments I'm trying awesome. to figure out some stuff that's going on with that we've got, yeah we've got a whole bunch of weird shit so but we're weird right because he is so clean and so like you know he's just like this fucking we were talking about like when you get when you were first getting on they're like he should run for president because he's just looking he's like i just fucking slap everyone and fire him fuck it and i'm like really? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me uh similar to derb derb also has a uh, uh very Dude, presidential clean good posture you know like in yep. shape you know he was i was out of shape for a while and he got back in shape yep. uh, and he's just fucking you know that's cool i'm not i'm frumpy so <laughs> yeah no i'd be uh well i don't know i'd like to think i, I could be the uh who knows i'm definitely not getting into politics that's <laughs> you know it really is amazing like i said you know i, became, I befriended some of those politicians mm. that i was talking about you know yeah. and they're like really cool people you know who are you know in the in the town you know and i really can't thank them enough because when it, you know i went you know doing all the tattoo shop stuff i'd go to some town hall meetings and you know uh, all of a sudden i'd be hearing some people talk and i'd be listening and then i'd be like oh they have no idea what they're fucking talking about so i like just drone it out and and you know i'd feel like i was in you know church or something or whatever and then all of a sudden um <laughs> I'd be like, wait a minute, this there's there's still going on. This has been like two minutes of them just talking nonsense, you know. And then it gets to three minutes or whatever it might be, and then the person's like, okay, well your time is up, time to move on. I'm like, oh man, like politicians have to listen to people that no one else will listen to. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, especially at the local level, that's kind of like the, Oh my God. Yeah. I sit on the the licensing board out here in Oregon with the health department. Okay. And, uh, when any type of changes and stuff, we come to public comment and a lot of comment. (laughs) Sometimes the people are great. And, uh, sometimes it feels like they're coming out and they just need to vent. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, and you're legally obliged to listen. And therein lies, like, I was like, wow, this is one of those, you know, they didn't show this part in the wire. I thought the wire taught (laughs) everything about life. (laughs) And you can't just like, you can't just stand up and be like, shut the fuck up. You know, you're just like, okay, it's very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, so like the aliens have come and they're taking our licensing requirements. I'm fucking talking about. (laughs) I think that you guys changed the legal tattooing age to four because my kids got our tattoo. I've I've done my research. That was what I was talking about before. I'm like, research? Wait, no, you weren't a scientist. You went through the lab and fucking did that, you know, and even, and even, Reading peer-reviewed research isn't necessarily research. That's reading. You're just reading a paper. You got to understand all of the aspects of it, and then continually build off of that foundational shit. (laughs) Exactly. So the way that some of these words get thrown around, I'm. um, But that's okay. You know. Yeah. False truths. You know. What's that's an opinion. (laughs) Well, and there lies like the, the internet is a tremendous place right so i use the internet for 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 years uh you know to build up you know everything and then to you know to make a long story short the internet you know cut that story short a little bit you know when a fair you know when, when bad faith actors can get a hold of their megaphones and scale yeah. communic scale communication wow. um you know it's you know for, for me it was amazingly horrifying to watch like oh man um you know the internet can giveth, but the internet clearly taketh away. You know, but it can happen quick, right? And so, yeah. like, and there was a shift where, you know, like Photoshop is a tool, like computers are a tool for us to use. You know, it's like whatever Steve Jobs said. I'm not a Steve Jobs like you know disciple or anything, but he obviously said a lot of great things. But he was like, you know, um, like it's like a tool, like 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 a human being in a bicycle, like can get farther. You know, but then. You know, again, at some point, you know, the social media, you know, and again, we were using bulletin boards and and yeah, news and, groups and whatever and fucking, is MySpace, yeah. and there was the other, you know, there's the tattoo specific ones that kind of exist, pop mm-hmm. up and go away, and then there's like the social medias that pop up and go away. And I have to say, I am kind of, you know, when people are like, "Why should I go with tattoo now compared to someone else?" I'm like, "Ah, but 25 <laughs> years ago, I was doing this shit, and I'll probably do it in another 25." And I can't tell you how many people I've seen come and go, and it's true, I'm just one dude. But like, yeah. this is what I do, and that's all I'm going to do. And you're know, like, Facebook will go away before I do. Yeah, know, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, that got me off track. Fuck. Oh well. No, no, no. It's cool, dude. I, I like. We run on non sequiturs, and I think it's fucking great. Because right. like, when you're saying like the Facebook stuff, I, I've seen a, a load of shops now. When I'm I'm searching around the country, you know, talking to people, doing whatever. A lot of people are like wholly reliant on Facebook for all of their communications Horrific. for their shop website. They have no control over anything that's going on. Horrific. I mean, we look at like, was like SVB, like it just collapsed. I mean, in a minute, something yeah. can be gone. It know? will. It's guaranteed. And, yeah. It's just a matter of when. Nothing lasts but, forever. No. And so if, you, if you're wholly reliant on a single space where you don't actually own or control what's going on, then it, bad things can happen. <laughs> and they will, right? Yeah. So that's the thing, you know, well, not necessarily they always will, right? I don't want to be completely, oops, did I lose you? I don't want to be completely no. pessimistic. But, um, you know, if you're really successful, then... Yeah. You will, right? So so there's this phase of 
that I've noticed of, of success where it's like people that are, you know, that you could achieve quite a few, you know, levels of success or influence or whatever, you know, by being clever and defending against, you know, the things that are coming at you that, um, that you recognize they're in your wheelhouse. You've learned against somebody's yeah. already taught you about, um, you, you know, when I got to the, you know, you get to a couple million or whatever, then all of a sudden there's opportunists. Yeah. You almost have to, def- and I used to, I taught this as fucking crazy. I can't believe this when it was happening to me, although I could believe it because I taught it. I was like, you know, because tattooers help people become who they want to be. It is shamanic, right? It's like, yeah, whether absolutely. you want it to be or not, it is, they're going to, you know, and if you're positive, and you have wisdom as a tattooer and you're departing that through the whole experience of that tattoo to the person that's getting it, you know, especially if they're turning 18 at the time, right. That's their transition. That's their, you know, that's when they're, uh, I don't know, you know, yeah, they're coming transition. Their you know? Yeah, they're, they're you know, becoming their own person. Uh, if you show that person like the utmost respect and show them what tattooing could be and how it would be, you know, they might be getting faith upside down on the wrist, but they're looking at that sleeve on yeah. the wall going, wow. Oh, you know, if you try to do them with respect, two years later, when they're looking for a sleeve, they'll come back to you as opposed to being like, oh, that was yeah. a great idea, but I'm going to somebody else who didn't treat me with disrespect. Um, the point is, tattooers allow, help allow people to be who they want to be, Yeah, which is an insanely powerful. You know, you can do positive effects. People wake up and feel better about themselves every day for the rest yeah. of their lives. I used to think that was really cheesy. I'm like, if beauty's skin deep, you're no, you're the same fucking person. Uh, until two years later, I was like, Ooh, I'm doing better. I got sleeves. I got my neck. <laughs> you know? but, um, yeah. so, so because of that, right. That's why there's so much money. Everything's jacked up and tattooers who are the, you know, the, we can become who we want to be because tattooers have the skill to, to poke the holes in us and envision these great tattoos. Wow. Um, you absolutely are on a path to be who you want to be. You know, not only can you do it, whereas most mere mortals, no, most most professions don't allow it. Yeah. Like, you know, but some some do. Like doctors help save lives. Scientists can help cure. You know, there's are there are, but like you could be like a one year old tattooer making a thousand bucks a day, slinging <laughs> art on fucking people that barely know what's going on, right? Yeah. And so tattooing will, will amplify it all, and, you, and it really will allow people a level of success before maturity. You yeah. know, and yeah. or like I don't know, it gets weird. It turns into this weird race. In between, um, like the level of responsibility that you truly have, the the beauty that the barrier to entry is low. You can be yeah. a marginalized, dirt poor, on the fringes of society, but you could poke holes on somebody with fucking you know black, yeah, and then they're going to be coming back with their friends and their family with fucking you know two days food, <laughs> you know whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah. And uh, you know, for me, that's the the beauty. Of it. So so the point is wrapping it back up. Like, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, forget. Yeah. yeah. Tattooers, I taught for years, you are going, whatever your weakness is, that's what's going to get tested. Yeah. If you're fucking lazy, you can be lazy. I can't think of any easier way to be lazy than make 300 bucks a day. <laughs> you know, uh, if you want to eat as much as you could possibly eat and fucking die of a heart attack, you can do that. Like, I love eating in the heyday of fucking when I wasn't even aware of what was going on. I fucking, I, mean, I guess you saw that guest list. Yeah. We went out wild. every other, it was yeah, like, if, I mean, it was almost irresponsible of me not to go out every night. Yeah. But I'm glad those days are. Ah, they were fun. I wouldn't mind them again. Let's do half. Let's do half. Anyway, point is, um, every test, right? Like, if you want to fuck whatever you want to, you can. If you want to, uh, what are a sloth? I don't know. Whatever the the all the seven deadly sins or whatever. You know, they're they're just archetypes in the most secular way. Whatever greed. You know, you could get you can make fucking three thousand dollars a day. 
Yeah. Right. You know, every day, not just if, if you do that, it's not saying you're greedy, but like if you're greedy and you can make through, then all of a sudden you're going to have all of that. So, yeah. um, you know, and ultimately that's what it breaks down to when you're, when the, 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 you know, the studio then all of a sudden becomes this, this hub of all of this energy and power and personalities and whatnot. It's nuts. It's awesome. I don't know. It's crazy. I wasn't happy that it went away. I was yeah. really happy with the, uh, the effect that it had and, you know, the uh, the fact is, d- despite the bad taste that it, that it left as it ended, you know, there's so many positive memories That's that cool. uh, and from so many people and, that yeah. it's um, you yeah, know it's really difficult them. to 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 try to you know I don't know. Anyways, I'm I'm, I'm happy to talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Like looking back, like you fundamentally changed like how people viewed tattooing through tech. I mean, this I don't think a lot of people will get looking back. I mean, just how important that that was like the traveling tattooer was something that was very apparent in history. Like that was something you had to do just to stay in business. You had to go to port of calls and you know you had to go to bases and you had to go to college. You had to work sure. through the system to stay alive. And then when people started, you know, just actually like consolidating skill and ending up in a single place. It, it became fixed again and we slowly see this expansion coming out now i think we're feeling the same thing where everyone's getting more consolidated and bringing back in because there's a contraction happening in this but that loss and that stuff that happened like in the early aughts like late 90s no one was traveling one it wasn't sure. safe yeah. and then you make one website <laughs> and you make two websites and then everyone's on the fucking road and i could honestly say if we're looking at that we can see the explosion in conventions because it used to only be one a year, you know? Sure. And then oh, yeah. oh, I all of, oh, yeah. <laughs> now there's thousands, you know, there's at, there's at least a couple a day everywhere that you, if you, I think country. there's probably like eight to 10 a day uh, world tattoo events, probably I, or every weekend, eight to 10 every weekend would be my guess. That's worldwide. just, that's just, I, I mean, it's, millions of people, right. You know, and, yeah. uh, and in many ways, the, the, you know, tattoo now in particular, like the for- like the forum was really active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it, it did function as reality TV before there was reality TV yeah, for yeah. tattoos. You, know, you know, people would check in every day. They'd see the new tattoos that were happening. Same thing with social media. Again, it's like you know, and again, part of it's and that's why we're still here. Is like at the end of the day, we're here to help tattoo collectors find awesome tattooers, right? And um, but again, yeah. despite the fact that there's Instagram, uh, you know, yeah, sh- sure, it's, you know, what's one of the things that's different clearly is that you could create a whole career based off of all these other platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what also hasn't changed, it's to your point, is that if you don't own those names, like it's great if you got, you know, a couple hundred thousand or 20,000 or 10,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. But like when, you, you know, hearing people complain that they get shut off or this or that, it's like, whoa, you know, if, if you're not converting those people into people that you have, yeah. Direct, another direct connection with again email you know the website is an anchor mm-hmm. um but again email email and phone still the number one way that's the you only know? way i book stuff i i like i i would say that. and brian if he was here he'd say you don't book anything off social media because you fucking suck at it which is fine i understand i'm just not <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah well you know, there's only, it depends. I mean, I guess because I don't know your particular situation, right? Yeah. You know, I, I am a proponent of communicating with people where they're at. Yeah. You know, and so, but uh, on the other hand, also, well, I mean, I am a proponent of that, but also I'm not like, oh, I can't go on all these other platforms. One of the things I do so with my tools, much. though, is I have one of the tools that I brought into Tattoo Now yeah. uh, will take all the DMs from all of the different places. I call it a one box, brings it into one box. 
No shit. So, you got uh, API calls on all of that stuff across all the platforms just to fucking yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. So it's oh, uh, awesome. uh, it's uh, Instagram direct messages, Facebook direct messages, Google business listings, uh, the digital business line, right? So we get a you know the, the like the Twilio or or the leap, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. different uh, you know uh, digital account, and then um, the chat bubbles on the website kind of go to that. Okay, this and is the perfect we could time to do up a plug. To too. This is the perfect time to do a plug because you sent me that thing and I was like, this is fucking rad, dude. It looks oh, like yeah, it was yeah. a lot of work. So plug plug your product. And yeah, yeah. Back so it's a shit fucking, ton. So so part yeah. of uh, what I've been working on through this last uh, this last round. So I mean, as I've alluded to, you know, uh, you know, I tattoo now. I do a bunch of computer geeky tech shit, and uh, in my hubris of my youth, I'm like, well, fuck it. None of my clients are using this computer stuff better than I can. I'm gonna max this shit out. Uh, so then, you know, 12 years later, I exploded because, you know, I knew a lot more about creating business than making a business. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I, so I freelance, you know, for a couple of years and I'm selling, you know, I do consulting and I'm selling uh, seminars and I'm s- selling websites, which is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing like a day here. I'm selling a $200, uh, you know, webinar here. I've always worked with reinventing the tattoo mm-hmm. and guy or not always, but for, you know, a decade plus. Um, 2009 i think ish but uh mm-hmm. so so like uh, you know I'm, I'm working on on reinventing and and making stuff happen with with reinventing and different marketing tools and whatnot one of the things i you know kind of was like okay as this nebulous stuff was happening you know i kind of started to realize you know the, the people that i work with uh on their software and work with them on their business plan and work with them uh, one-on-one and work with them once a week are the people that I'm able to do the, have the best effect with, right? So it's not like I'm just selling somebody a mailing list or a website or a class on marketing. What I, what I, what I put together is I bring in, you know, half a dozen, two to three major tools and I have my own that I've been working on for 20 years. So, so we have mailing lists and social media schedulers and, you know, uh, like, like, image editors with templates. So like, instead of knowing Photoshop, you just upload a picture. It has a watermark on top. It's appropriately sized for YouTube or for, for uh, Instagram or TikTok or whatever the fuck. And, um, but so we have all these tools and there's uh, but it's right next to the marketing plan, right? Yeah. So it's like, you could click on marketing plan and then you could be like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be sending out an email once a month. Well, I already sent that out. Good. It's checked right there. I'm supposed to be uploading more social media posts. Oh, I'm supposed to. So then like right inside of there, you can go to your social media oh, schedule. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of the same thing with finances, right? So like you're like, I've got, you know, profit and loss statements and mark and again, market, you know, marketing budgets or, or whatever, uh, or a budget for an event. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden it's right, right there in that same piece of software. This is like an all in one. It's not, it's not like I've noticed a lot of companies have been creating software for tattooing that have no idea about tattooing. Well, it's, uh, you know, know. it probably uses some of those tools, right? There's a lot of different tools. Uh, Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's all in one. Like I I hate to say like, you know, I mean, it's more comprehensive. It's very, it is very comprehensive. I mean, and I mean, the way that I'd say is way more comprehensive than the tools that I used when I was making millions of dollars, you know, running tattoo shops, right? So like, <laughs> there's no question. And, and you know what? And yeah. here's the other thing that I could say, um, yeah. you know, when we have a bucket, right? So one of the things that we, you know, for years I've been helping swamp tattooers inboxes yeah. with consultations. So like, you know, they have, you know, it's not just an email and, you know, it's an email with the consultation form filled out and everything. Yeah. Um, about a year ago, I started putting everything in. I mean, I'm CRM kind of a guy. So uh, uh, client relationship management, right? We could all of a sudden have a customer journey 
and start putting people their lifeline or the lifetime yeah. of that. Yeah, can, yeah. can I screen share a little with you? Oh, let me. Yeah, let I wonder me if that would work out. It could kind of work out because I could tell the story while I'm screen sharing. Oh yeah, actually, um, let's do that, and then because, I'll actually put up the video this time, or maybe I'll. I don't know anyone who's listening to the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, you're out of luck. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about it. You know, it's yeah. definitely better to see. All right, it's open for you, bud. But uh, oh. cool. Now, so so instead of flooding somebody's box with emails, we you know we we take those same forms, and then have them. Uh, and actually, we might not. Some of this we might want to take out just because I don't want to be too client. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, well, we'll see. But uh, the point is, I can put up a, a little box. Yeah, yeah. I want to show it to you. And we'll, yeah. well, again, if we if we're on the podcast and people won't even know, we'll just hear us talk yeah. about it. <laughs> um, but uh, so the cool part is, is we ask for the budget. And I remember you were talking about this on one of your previous podcasts about the people in LA who don't want to talk about the budget. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been doing, I'm like, I don't know. We, we asked the budget. We've always asked the budget. You ask the budget and then you know how much they want to spend. And you could be like, well, that's way too much or way too little. No, I don't say that way too much. You say that's way too little. Yeah. Or fuck yeah. You'll get the best fucking mermaid on the on your calf you could ever possibly get. Um, <laughs> but on. check this out. Uh, yeah. Because they fill out on the consultation form the oh you have an actual how, funnel oh that's how awesome. much they're willing to spend we can go to client journey here yeah and so now we have this bucket two book consultation and it looks like they've already picked through it oh here's one fifteen hundred bucks twelve hundred bucks two thousand bucks seven hundred bucks this is all since mm-hmm. March seventh right so this is a couple of days ago. They got 158 fucking people in this fucking bucket. Four thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, one thousand bucks. So right, so they tell us yeah. how much they want to spend because we fucking combine combine it all. Like again, this is part of the difference between being a geek and knowing that you can do email and being a geek and going one point four mil million in <laughs> consultations. Right wow. now. Yeah. When I was thinking about this, I was like, this is fucking badass, you know, and, and they, they didn't quite hit a mill last year, um, but they're, you know, they could see the roadmap to making sure they fucking, well, again, this is a half a year, right? Yeah. They've had a website with us for over 10 years, so they've had a high traffic website, for, and they're awesome, so people come back, and they've had awesome artists, the owners mm-hmm. are awesome, this is like everything just working in conjunction, Yeah. Um, but what I could say is, I don't know very many other tattoo shops. When he was at the bank, so so two things. One is the owner uses the numbers in the in the funnel here to help recruit. Yeah. So he's talking to an artist, and he's like, "If you work here, this you know, the from, since, since yeah. March seventh, these are the fucking you know a thousand, two thousand, right?" And mm-hmm. then, uh, but then when he went to the bank, fucking oh having data to show to people who require data for anything that you want, that just sells it. Yeah. If you can show that you have the potential of 1.4 million plus you already have a history of doing X amount of what they, there's no questions and tattooers are notoriously lazy, right? We're focused on art, not on numbers, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which Uh, is, uh, you know, it's okay. And it's good. It's good. Like, like, you know, and I got to say, I'm, 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 I'm kind of the same way. I still have a tattoo shop if I felt differently, frankly. Yeah, but this, this <laughs> yeah, is where you're saying it tests your weakness, right? And then this yeah, is when your weakness oh, yeah. is opening up a shop and you don't keep track of all these things. Like like with you building all of this, it was was the, a lot of that like from personal experience? Like, man, I, if I had that, maybe something would have ran more smoothly or maybe I could have done this. Or, oh, yeah, like, did yeah, you build yeah, yeah. it tailored from your own experience? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that is one of the things that separates me out. I mean, obviously, I've seen all of the, the ads on the Facebook yeah. and, and I see all the other software platforms. You know, frankly, I use most of them 
any any that existed before two or three years ago. Well, sorry, I've used them all at some point because I've, like I said, I've, I've uh, freelanced and so I've been consulting with tattoo shops. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, all all around. So they're all, they're all using different things. And the thing is, like, any tool is only as good as the people that are using it, right? And you know, yeah. that that's straight up. Like, I can, you know, the same tools here that'll show somebody millions of dollars in opportunity, other people just will never get. Yeah. Um, but that's not my like same thing with hammers, right? And, and it's one of the things. Like, I don't care what tools you use. Or sorry, you know, I, I don't care if you uh, uh, know uh, what tools I use. I mean, I prefer like and if anything if you want i'll tell you my tools and i'll get a kickback if you use my you know the tools through my link right <laughs> yeah uh, but you're not going to be able to do what i do and um you know but i'd like your help you know and again but that's why they're that's what that's how that thinking that's how it can be egoless it's like you know you can't do what i do but i also can't do what you do yeah right so like you let it's me know collaboration you know, and, right that's tattooing yeah. like straight you oh, said that earlier holy right? like, shit and that's kind of the best part of this fucking new tattoo that i was talking about right so i talked about the tools and i'm yeah. show, so i was showing you off the tools a little bit right so like and i and i could do a demo for you for an hour and then at the end of it you'd be like does this do everything i'd be like it doesn't actually do point of sale like you i mean some people use it as point of sale you could charge people money you could send people a link that says pay me two hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever yeah. and then you could get the money so you could use it like that but like it's not like like i don't yeah. i'm not like it's, it's not like a heavy financials that's covering splits and ranks yeah. and all that you know yeah yeah um but other than that, yeah, you know, and, and and it is from my perspective as a studio owner, like what I would be able to do. And again, like you were, you know, but again, some of it surprises me. Like I, I thought to put it all in the bucket and I thought to put like the number on it and, and to put these tools together. But like when he talked about it and, and when he went to the bank, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't ever think about it like that. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I could I could make millions of dollars in opportunity appear before tattoo shops, very eyes. Right. Yeah. Like I can't make that opportunity. And this is where I'm an amplifier. Like. Like, I don't, I know, yeah, like I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I work best when I help other people do their thing. Like, but I could help, like, all those emails that are coming in, I can help you say that's worth 100000 or 500000 or $3 million. Yeah. Um, but, like, I didn't expect, like, I didn't, like, again, I'm not a money guy. Like, so I've gone to the bank. I've gone, I've done millions of dollars of business. I've lost millions of dollars of business. You know, uh, <laughs> when, when that guy said he went to the bank, I was like, oh, my God, I know that bank's point of view. That bank, yeah. and, you know, and, and since then I've talked to a couple other, you know, uh, uh, millionaire, rich, businessy type people. And when I tell the story, I love it because they could they tell the story to me. I, you know, I'm like, hey, check this out, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, a friend went to the bank, and they're like, oh, the bank would look at a number like and that pop, and pop, like tally pop, that up, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And then we push it a little farther, and then and then I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, and then they're like, well, maybe it's not quite like booked work because it's not actually booked work, but maybe it's 25 percent of booked work, and I'm like, 25 percent of a couple mil of booked work or yeah. potentially booked work, potentially you know, work. Yeah. gives you a lot of leeway. Now that said, it's so vital. The first thing I would do if anybody, you know. I'd say hire a fucking, you know, change consultant. Make sure you really have your shit down. Like, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's, uh, you so, know, and, and, and multiple times I've watched, it, it's, it's it's way easier. It's not easy, but it's way easier to make and generate millions of dollars in revenue than it is to keep it sustainable. Yeah, um, yeah. That's good with the software. Like but the first thing that comes up to me, that tagline is tattoo now, you know, uh, uh, control your space. It's just like, if yeah. you're, if you're, if you're looking at, oh. You, just being yeah. able to see what potential is usually i think potential drives people to work harder and you know if you don't know especially like artists like you may maybe you're having a slow patch and you you can't see three four six months ahead where something's going on where you do know that you have the potential to earn this stuff maybe you might want to call it quits like i i almost quit honestly i almost quit tattooing this week 
Oof. I was almost out, I'm burnt out. I have I have a, an awful travel schedule, and I've been doing it for. Ye- I've been on the road straight for thirteen years. Bam! And I am I'm exhausted. Do you have family with kids or? Yeah, I have three Oof. kids. Yeah. Okay. I did I did the math, and numbers don't lie. So I did the math, and I've been around for thirty percent of my kids' life. Mm. Oh, and dude. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, here's what I would <laughs> say to that. Right when shit was hitting the fan for me. Yeah. Um, my daughter, you know, who watched me go back to work fucking 10 years, 12 years of her life, 12 years of her, I don't know, she was probably 13, 14 at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, for most of her, for well over, you know, 90% of her life, I'd go back to work, you know, to, to work on this, you know, for other people, right? Like, I worked on it for myself, of course. Yeah. But, like, I wasn't going back to work so I could be busier. I was going back to work so tattooers could be busier and have better experiences with all these amazing people that are coming through. Yes, I enjoyed hanging out with and, and, and being with people. But, uh, you know, I was working and investing right back in the business when that shit was vanishing and dissolving before our very eyes. My daughter, I mean, she said it. She's like, why did you go back to work for them? And I was like, Jeez. you know, yeah. wicked rough. Like I, you know, the Harry Chapin yeah, song yeah, yeah. I'm playing in my head. You know, and I'm like, you know, what? and, and I, I thought about it, right? Like, you know, I had thought about it before. You know, it wasn't, you know, through like we had a lot of amazing experiences. Yeah. You know, and off the map to your point, people still talk about it. You know, and 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 in a positive light, right? Yeah. Because it helped uh, them amplify something positive in their life. You know, uh, and we went around you know through europe not necessarily around the world but we went we took a lot of great trips and, and she had taken a lot of great trips but there's almost no way to tell a teenager like you know as people are you know letting you go why yeah. did you sacrifice time with me to to go spend time with them yeah and uh you know it, it's definitely uh it was rough to learn that lesson as late you know i did mitigate it like i said you know Years later, I might be like, because we went to Venice fucking three times before you were, a, you know, you, you know, you got to eat on an island in the fucking Mediterranean from octopus that was caught. Right there. Yeah. Thank you, Alex DePasse. Alex is fucking amazing. <laughs> you know, um, you know, so so there was experiences yeah. that we had that we you know that were that were magical again. And, and that's yeah. kind of the thing, right? Like I remember. Other people, you know, I used to say, you know, oh, the higher the higher the climb, the farther the fall, right? When some yeah. people that would say do business in ways that I did not appreciate, I'd be like, oh yeah, see you at the top, buddy. Can't wait to see you fall. Yeah. You know, the farther you go up, the farther you go down. And yeah. uh, you know, when I was when I was in free fall, I was a little bit like, oh man, I bet there's a couple people that are, you know, smiling and they're, you know, but uh, but to your point, you know, it is those yeah. lessons that it's like, okay, now what, what, what exactly happened here? How you know, I clearly yeah. don't want this to ever happen again it just hurts too many people yeah and yeah. uh you know well, yeah so. it's so funny dude I, I keep thinking about that list and it's like i i'm wondering if or what the what the landscape of tattooing would be like now if you hadn't done what you had done eh, somebody would have you know uh, you know it's um you know uh, how many geeks were actually and proper i mean like the fucking you know how many people would have actually gone to the lengths and done the stuff that you had done at the time? I mean, I, I do you, stop, stop. Uh, yeah. My wife won't allow it. And I could tell you that the ego of a computer <laughs> geek is already so far off the charts that there's absolutely no productive thing that could happen from this line. Uh, of, uh, oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know, somebody like there's other geeks, you know, there's other people that gave it a go, you know, everyone does their own thing. And, you know, ultimately, you know, the goal is to inspire other people to do things that are better. You know, same thing with tattooing, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, all I see are the faults, you know, yeah. um, I, I know what I'm capable of or what I can do, you know, uh, and, and again, like I said, part of it is that that part, you know, that part, at least the off the map part got cut a little short. Now yeah. that said, it, it did allow me 
And, and that's, you know, it, it also became clear or, not, you know, it was forced upon me like, okay, wait, you know what, shed it all, you know, and again, focus on your mission and values. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's what I taught. Like, this was my mission. My mission, you know, from off the map was to create an experience that tattooers and clients will value for the rest of their lives. Right. Yeah. I tweaked a little bit, you know, my, my mission is to amplify tattooers, to leave a positive lasting, you know, mark on humanity or whatever. And yeah. so like, if I stick to that, that's You're why good. my wife is still yeah. with me. It's not like I was, you know, again, there's like, again, I spent so many years doing that, that it wasn't yeah. even a, I mean, it See, could have been a question, but do, do you act with more restraint now because of your your like experiences? Oh, I have to. Oh, out? yeah. I mean, yeah. Every, well, um, oh, I guess yeah, that, no, 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 completely restrict. They went bankrupt. I mean, I, I mean, it was a complete reset, and wow. uh, you know, my my resources went from millions of dollars to you know dozens of dollars, right? So, so you know, every, <laughs> everything has been completely restricted. I feel um, you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I wasn't sure if we we're going to go here, right? but you know, like, like. You know, a couple of years before shit hit the fan with me, like I would read books about people getting full resets and hitting rock bottom, you yeah. know, and, and to your point, like, you know, what it looked like from the outside is not what it was like from the yeah. inside, but it was pretty fucking badass from the inside. You know, yeah. it's impossible to not remember feeling like, I, you know, in a particular time, like, well, where's my reset going to happen? How's that going to happen? You know, I'm yeah. sending people, you know, I'm helping facilitate sending people to Japan with Jeff to go on these, you know, pilgrimages through the world. You know, my goal really was to create an experience for tattooers that they can't, you know, get to themselves, right? Like, because you deserve, tattooers deserve to be able to, the best tattooers I feel deserve to be able to roam the earth to not have deserve they almost have a, a professional duty to like roam the earth yep. to be inspired by the most amazing things they could possibly experience to bring it back to their clientele to inspire their clientele to go have those similar experiences and um yeah well then i figured out you know uh, like i said there was you know uh there, there wasn't anything that my wife or some other key people hadn't like you know told warned me off of so I, I wish i could say i didn't see it coming but on the other hand uh to your point i realized okay and uh, clearly I have to work on myself, you know, those weak, those weaknesses that I amplified through my business won't happen. Can't happen again. It's just, again, it just hurts too many people. There was, uh -huh. you know, and, um, but that said, you know, uh, I'm really excited to be, you know, working still hard. I guess it stuck to my core values. Okay. No one has to work with me. I don't care. I mean, I do, you know, I do care, but you know, <laughs> you know there's, there's enough people that are like, I want to work with you. I want, you know, yeah. let's do this. And they're positive people. And if anything, you know, uh, you know, it, it's almost more exciting for me to help other people with their projects. Uh, so as opposed to me having my own off the map, I could help other people create their off the maps. And I, I'm not doing it, like I said, and I have all of the tools. I have the business plans. Uh, I have the actual software tools. So it's like the business plan that drives the email list, that drives the, you know, organizational chart to hire the right people with job descriptions. Uh, and uh, and then we meet. Okay, this is what I was saying before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We meet once a week, right? So, I, you know, we have uh, anywhere between, say, 9 and 15 tattooers and shop owners there's an apprentice maybe i think in there uh, and we meet they have the software they have the business plan at their disposal and then we could bounce ideas around people are really in different cool. uh, stages of their business um but it, which is amazing you know so yeah. there's people that there was one guy who was in a couple of weeks ago he had he has like eight tattoo shops a wow. hundred motherfucking tattooers holy cow well i don't know if they're all motherfuckers motherfucking and <laughs> Um, or uh, or just people who fuck. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 that's um, that's really interesting. I, I guess I was like, man, that that's is wild. Uh, I, I guess, yeah. So, like, where you're at now? Are you happy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm uh, like, uh, uh, I mean, 
every day I wake up alive, I'm fucking happy, you know? Yeah. And when uh, I was as depressed as you could possibly be, you know, I do think that at least at the base level, I still was like, I'm ecstatic to be alive, to experience this discomfort. Um, you know, my wife might be like, yeah, that's what you said in your mind while you stared at the wall for fucking six months. <laughs> Uh, that's but it's awesome you're still here you're still creating you're still thinking you're still innovating i mean uh, I, yeah, I, I think no, it's, i'm happy i could be happy uh, though, i guess is all i'm saying you know i mean like i said i'm happy every day we're alive because you know the, the we're here to experience this you know i did almost get run over by a truck about three weeks ago fuck me and uh that's... It, I, it like i saw the fucking corner of the fucking half ton delivery truck like 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 if i was a little bit closer uh it would have been done and Jeez, um, my life did not flash before my very eyes. But <laughs> on the other hand, uh, I was definitely like, "Oh shit!" Like, you get the fucking shakes walking away from that one. Fuck. <laughs> well, it was a weird. It was a little weird. Like almost no. Like it almost happened too fast, and I got out of it so fast. And like, like usually when a car Jeez. will like do that. I'm a jerk. I'll be like, flip them off. One of my mentors uh, walked over the hood of somebody who did that to them once. So mm. I've always felt if, there, uh, if there's somebody that is a car and does something wrong to me, if I don't walk over their hood, <laughs> I haven't lived up to, to David Furlow. Um, but I didn't even think that. Like when this truck yeah. fucking stopped, I jumped back. It didn't stop. It fucking just fucking flew right on by. Yeah. And I and then it, like I would I didn't even flip him the bird I was just uh, amazed and then I kept walking and there was a dude who who saw it and he was like I can't believe you're alive I'm like I can't believe I'm alive and uh, so I'm on I'm on borrowed time now uh, so yeah, yeah. I, so I'm happy I'm ecstatic I'm headed out to New Mexico uh, next week That's for cool. uh, queercation so it's the I think it's the first queer it's the first queer tattoo conference in America wow uh, there was a queer tattoo convention in uh, Berlin so yeah. it's uh, but it's not about being first it's just about uh, again helping people amplify right and it's also yeah, queer yeah. and ally I'm an ally yeah, yeah, yeah. and um so, so that's in New Mexico. There's uh, inspiring tours. So we're doing small five people trips. Uh, let's see, we've got Nikki Simpson and Tuge Pool is doing one. Nick uh, Baxter and Sean Barber. Uh, I'm doing one with Jake Meeks. So if anybody wants to do more business stuff in April in a bed and breakfast in New Hampshire, it's awesome. It's like a little over a grand. And the point is, yeah. I'm doing inspiring tours. Five people, I'd like to, we're taking that around the world, hopefully. Uh, uh, then there's Black and Gray Week. That's happening down at Unify Tattoo in Florida, a bar and Pepper's shop yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in Augustine. Uh, fucking Bob Tyrell, Marshall Bennett, uh, Whitney, uh, Sh Whitney Schriller, Schriller. I don't know. Yeah. Whitney's awesome. And then, uh, oh shit, there was another dude who just uh, confirmed. Anyways, point is, Hell City. We're doing like a reinventing room at Hell City. Now I'm ecstatic. Like things could, you know, the, the, it's you know, uh, they could be a little bit more settled. But yeah. on the other hand, uh, and you know, um, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fucking ecstatic to be alive every day. But it's okay because it'll, it'll get better. All right, what's next now? Like, I mean, what what's 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 big on your plate? Like, what's what do you think the future holds? Let's let's do this two pronged. What okay. do you think the future is going to hold for tattooing now that like technology is just so fucking ingrained? And then how is that going to impact you? Okay, um, I have no idea how. To, so, so, so the the, the future of <laughs> tattooing is wicked fun to think about, right? And obviously yeah. the uh, the AI is uh, hitting mainstream. Uh, you know, and I thought about AI a lot, right? So in 90, 1993, one of my very first classes was in artificial intelligence at Hampshire. Uh, I started, I had taken like a humanities class, how to think about the brain. Yeah. 
And I was like, fuck this shit. Like, there's no way I'm thinking this deep right now. Uh, but I'm good at computers. I'll go and take the computer course. And then uh, the AI class was like, how do humans think in the brain? Now let's make that happen in a computer. I'm like, oh, good Lord. This is ridiculous. Um, but it is pretty phenomenal, right? Like now, um, you know, clearly uh, everyone's probably relatively familiar with like mid-journey, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I have AI, you know, chat API in my uh, news writing and my social posts uh, section of Tattoo Now now. So, and begrudgingly, I made it made a caption for a tattoo. And it was actually it was better than the one that I would write. I edited it, but it was better. So if I start to put that in practice, you know, all of a sudden you're going to see my captions start to be a little better. Now, that said, I'm also geeky enough to know that like Google and shit like it's every every person and Google will value high quality, unique content, Yeah. right? So that's going to be harder to find because, you know, now now it's going to be way easier to find really good content that's AI generated. Yeah. Um, so, okay, now tattooers are in a really unique position where you're, a lot of tattooers are copying shit all day long. Like the basis of tattooing is copying. It's, it's just replication. Yeah, you know, now I, obviously I love working with, you know, Guy and all these artists that are, I mean, I love working with artists that do all sorts of crazy art, you know, and whatnot on it. But sometimes it's like they do their art on the paintings and then they photo realistically tattoo it, you know? Um, so like the lower, the bar for low level Tattooing, I guess, if we're going to talk about tattooing in particular, is going to get raised pretty dramatically. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, there's almost no excuse for having like a you know shitty you know design. You know, the, you know the computer obviously can't it fucks up hands. You know, again, you, yeah, 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 so, yeah. so here's the thing: currently, for the next, I'd say, for the next five to ten years, yeah, AI will beat people, but AI plus people still beats everything. everything. Right. So it's like yeah, a, yeah. a creative human being with artificially intelligent tools is going to perform better than either a person or an AI. Um, you know, will there be a surgical robot to apply tattoos? Yeah, of course. Like They've been trying know, to make one I mean, for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in 20 years from now, of course, it'll be this weird thing that, you know, stretches the skin, maps out the skin, stretches the skin. Uh, you know, it doesn't uh, have a needle. It changes the needle configuration on the fly for whatever it is that it needs, right? <laughs> I mean, it'll be very expensive to do it like that. Now, most of, a lot of people's tattooing is about that interaction and the connection, right? Yep. Like, so so I was at the Worldwide Tattoo Conference a couple of years ago, a long time ago, probably a decade ago now. But, uh, you know, I was uh, moderating. I got to ask everybody on the panel, you know, what's your favorite part of tattooing, you know, and it started with Jeff and he's like the people and, you know, everyone along the line, Boris, everybody, you know, I love the clients, I love the people, right? And, and people love their tattooers, you know, so it's like, you know. That connection is that's you can't get that with a robot or with ai right well now you also can't get that with Maybe. a lot of people what, well, you, but you can't, you, so, so right so here we go like can you create an emotional attack so this is where we start to talk about ai yeah, i yeah, love yeah, this yeah. right because like just i'd love to argue and so i could be like i don't know i know a lot of people i can't make that connection with <laughs> yeah yeah, you know? yeah there's a lot of people like well you know an AI, an ai is you know hard it's going to be really difficult to come up with an original thought it's really difficult to come up with people that have original thoughts yeah absolutely <laughs> you know you're yeah, right yeah. like you know, so, uh, but that said, okay, so, so what do I see for the short-term future, you know, and, and I, you know, I'll show a, a tattooer of 20 years that does everything that walks in off the street mid-journey, and by 15 minutes later, one of the guys was literally like, is it ethical for a tattooer to not use this, right? Like, you know, why would yeah. you do something adequate at best, because you're adequate at best when you could 
use the computers, get an image that's actually pretty awesome-ish, you know, or yeah. these parts, and then actually tattoo that, you know. So so it feels like... Take away know, the creativity, right? It's going to start moving it more... But like how opinion, much of tattooing is creative? No, it's, it's replication. So we're going to really start right. focusing on the idea of technique. I wonder if we're going to start pulling back from that idea of people being canvases. Because you're going to need so. that person. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. that... that I don't know how many times I've been to conventions where people just slap on their headphones, their clients sitting there, they don't talk to them, they have their hat down, they can't even see their face and they just work. You know, yeah. like that that connection isn't there. Like how far is the value or aesthetic value of art going to go before people start to feel alienated by the industry? Because like that's yeah. how we got here, right? Like it was all about connections and like spreading the word and showing community. That's the only reason why the tattooing, in my opinion, is as big as it is now. In fact, goes yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But but it's not all of it, right? Like I mean, I guess that's also the beauty of tattooing is that it's yeah. there's assholes that fucking can make a living tattooing, not giving a shit about what we're no. talking about, you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's something that's I out got of our a couple control. names popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, I have to, you know, yeah. but uh, which oh. is kind of like again, it's cool for me. Like again, some of the differences that you were talking about, right? Yeah. Like in the, the mid nineties, like yeah, we could count the influential people, you know, on one hand, you yeah. know, uh, you know, Philip Blue uh, guy, you know, Carrie Paul Booth, you know, uh, you know, the, the uh, Lulu. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, you know, but now, you know, and again, part of ta- what ta- was happening with tattoo now is, yeah, we had a, you know, a significant amount of of, of people, of awesome people yeah. that were that were involved at the time. So, uh, you know, and then it definitely felt like, you know, a third of the tattoo world, no, maybe it was ten percent of the tattoo world was, you know, on our radar, you know, or not even on our radar, but like on our mailing list and interacting with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now there's like whole movements of tattooing that happen and I don't even have any visibility on whatsoever. And, um, <laughs> you know, isn't that yeah. crazy? It's like, I can I say know. that. I'm like, I'm not trying to even be a megalomaniac. I'm just saying, like, I my job is literally, I don't tattoo. So like, when you're tattooing, I just try to keep up on tattooing. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, now it's still too much. Yeah, it's like everything's been compartmentalized in these small clicks or like i don't know it's weird like you have a digital or online click but then out in like the physical society there's not that shit anymore <laughs> i'm wondering if ai is going to change that if it's like oh i you know like how everyone's like oh i'm only on instagram i'm only on facebook or i'm only on tiktok it's like is everyone gonna be like well i'm on fucking you know mid-journey and i'm there's you know, like... no question you'll have a digital assistant <laughs> to mesh it all you know and then that's part of what i'm doing right like so part of yeah. what i'm doing already is like or, or you know what i'm doing with other people is 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 taking all those channels and you put it into one, right? So like yeah. you, you, your digital assistant will absolutely be posting for you in the future. You make one video uh, and it posts it up on the six different spots, right? Like, like right now you still need somebody like me to do it or yeah. to help to be the in-between. Yeah. Uh, but my guess is my clients in three, within, within two years, will probably have an AI assistant that's helping them post all their shit up. And, um, you know, so, so as far, you know, and again, as like, uh, you know, as far as how AI is affecting or, 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 or but what the other thing I was thinking of is like, where, where can the tattooing go? Um, you know, body suits and sleeves and large pieces, you know, like there's still an area to explore there, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot more people getting larger work. There's definitely there a lot more people getting small bangers and cool shit, but like, you know, the stuff that, like Adrian Lee has, has been doing and like, like that, the, the, the opportunity. That's just obscene. His stuff is so good. <laughs> oh. Him, Steve Moore. Like, I mean. Steve Moore. Bam! Yeah, dude. Steve, I met Steve at the Calgary Tattoo Expo in 2014. I, I'm loud, mm. right? And I'm working the show and I'm doing whatever. And he was behind me. I didn't know. 
So like, and I'm being loud. And he kind of like pulled the curtain. He's like, hey, dude, why are you swearing so much? <laughs> it's just like, holy fuck, Steve Moore. What's up, dude? I just like fucking <laughs> shoved my it's chair back Steve Moore. I'm like, what you working on, bro? He's like, hey, man. And I didn't know he was so tall, you know. <laughs> I hung out with him for a little bit. I was like, holy shit. Nice. Dude, Wicked tall, but like. But also be like really soft spoken yeah. and like, it's like oh I used to skate. He's like the kindest, nicest dude. I was like, I took your your seminar and everyone wasted your time by asking what type of needle and inks you use. And he just laughed. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, can I ask you some tech questions? He's like, fire away, bro. Rocking this fucking just this like mm. full back, you know. I'm like, man, this dude's yeah. just he's just cool, you know. Every once in a while, like we had Carrie Barba on the show last week, and it, I heard, just, it was amazing. Just she exudes cool. You know, like you meet people who are like that. They're just confident in their stuff. And, you know, it's wow. anyways. Yeah, I get and the thoughtful. Scale, like she's so. wicked thoughtful. I mean, it's yeah. not surprising that she is where she's at, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, I listened to that interview. As soon as I saw that uh, she was on there, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, Carrie Burrow. <laughs> um, you know, the, like the, 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 the people like her are, the, are exactly whose influence should be, you know, just yeah. getting greater and greater, you know, and um yeah no she, that was a, a was great cool. interview i like how she was um one of the first to start wearing protection not for the protection but for the feel but it was you know it's like <laughs> but what I, what I really liked is like i, I could just imagine like all the dudes that are like don't fucking do that don't do that in public because then we're gonna have to do that yeah that's like and she didn't give like she must have cared like again part of it's like hindsight 40 years like like it must have been so stressful for her yeah yeah, like, like fuck, you know, to like have to be like, nah, I'm going to do my thing, you know, despite the fact that you're all telling me not maybe, to. Maybe a little bit, you know, I find, at least in my experience, I found some of the older folks that have been tattooing, you know, for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever. The ones that started out, and I don't, I don't think Carrie was like this, but I know a couple people where they knew that they were fucking good. And they never had to yeah. worry about that stuff. When they when they went through and they they've always had that that level of confidence because Carrie's just she's a rad tattooer too and then always oh, right yeah. and just like working through is like people can come up and be like what the fuck are you doing I could see her at a, at a convention back in the day just be like I'm better than you and you got to catch up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right you know she's just doing my thing I mean and that is the beauty of it right like when you're competing uh, with yourself like well she would also like a, again she's legend you know her, yeah. her booths like she would make a not a spectacle, Wild. but make it a make it a scene. Like, yeah. and uh, brilliant. Like, she's smart, soft spoken, but really sharp. You know. And anyways, I, I'm fucking bring it back around. Large scale stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, yeah. uh, there's an opportunity there, right? So, like, yeah. you know, what I mean, you know, maybe five years from now, like, you know, if it's not, you know, your, your mediocre tattoo is just going to get better. Your your clients are getting more educated. Uh, I I do think that in the end, though. Uh, tattooers will always be doing person to person tattoos, you know, cause even if you could get it done by robot, it's going to be expensive. I mean, you know, I was thinking about, you could, you could grow the skin and tattoo the skin, you know, tattoo the skin and put somebody under anesthesia, swap out their skin. They're actually starting you know? to do that. Uh, they're, they're actually doing the, uh, anesthesia based tattoos. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. passing some legislation down here as well for things like that, which is wild. I have an ethical concern with it personally, which I'll leave to another time, but, uh, I'm wondering now because, like, especially on your side, I don't know what you hear is like one of the, the like biggest complaints. But most of the time, when I talk or like interact with any tattooers, it comes down to I don't have enough time. And I'm imagining sure. like if AI kicks out the necessary requirements of spending hours a day developing artwork, what's going to happen? Like everyone who's being like, "Oh, you shouldn't use it," they're stealing images. Yeah, but if you could save thirty hours a week, 
Well, so so, so here's the thing, right? Like, like if a tattooer is complaining, fuck them. Like their the whole, again, <laughs> most of your job is literally replication on the skin. Yeah. Now, any illustrator, you know, uh, Rebecca Guay, Travis Louie, like anybody that's a bad, badass illustrator, what the fuck? Yeah. Like if I was them, I would be wicked pissed that yeah. these things are using my work and generating these images you know and again for like for example i did that sir you know the the mid journey example it was like roger dean dragon sleeve right oh, shit. 10 minutes later there's a fucking badass uh sleeve design you know get did it like three or four iterations spent spent probably 50 cents on fucking rendering this out a couple times wow. and you know and again it's like the tattooer that i was showing it to that's a sleeve that i could fucking tattoo on somebody right wow. now roger dean fucked like yeah. now, you know, ideally, tattooers that would do something like that would then take five, ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend it to fucking it Roger Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's you know, if not, maybe just spend it on a an artist, an original artist, you know, yeah. or, or learning from an original artist. It'd be like buying uh, a I don't flash know. sheet back in the day, right? Like when people would. I remember people driving into the shop and they're like, "Hi, I've got a whole bunch of artwork." But cool, you flip through it. Oh, here's a hundred bucks to take. You know, I'll like, oh, take twenty of them. Fuck it, whatever. Right? You know. You so got like four images, something like that. Yeah. Kick so, them twenty so, bucks. Shit. So that w- that would hark into yeah, exactly. So for one, the kickback it should just be normal, right? And again, if yeah. you're doing a, a full sleeve, you could work it into the pricing if you are punching somebody's name into the keywords. Yeah. You know, you, you are in control of that as a tattooer. Social, you got your tag. Like this is a guy just an inspired biomex sleeve. Fucking thanks, Voila. guy. You know, Boom. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, and again, you know, guys, uh, uh, an, uh, an actual tattooer makes his living tattooing. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the people who strictly do like Boris oh, just Vallejo. Arts. Oh, Boris Vallejo, yeah, like he's not Vallejo. doing tattoos. Like all he does, <laughs> you know, is doing painting, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but like guy, like guys, never. He's always going to be able to tattoo people. His his job mm-hmm. isn't at, at stake, you know. Yeah. I, I I have officially had one friend who lost a job, a ten thousand dollar job, to AI. No uh, shit. They, the AI finished it, right? So the this is a commercial gig for uh, wow. I don't know, like music festivals or something, or some sort of outdoor festivals, and. Uh, you know, they cut the, you know, it was like, oh shit, three weeks left. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take the art. And, and this is where tattooers could still do it, right? And this is where it's like using the tools, right? So, yeah. you know, the company was basically like, we're going to take the art that you already used, feed it into the AI, make the shit that we need. You wow. know? Well, okay. It's probably kind of almost enough, right? So, so like, there's a space for, you know, and I'm just thinking of like Tom Strom or like Nick Baxter. They have like these, these vast catalogs yeah. of reference. You know, you know, they could take the reference and put it into the computer. They and could just do generate their sketches. It for themselves. Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, or if you're um, like Jay Lee reference, like, you know, I don't know, Dark Tower half sleeve. Okay. Thanks, Jay. Here's 20 bucks. <laughs> but if you yourself yeah. are using it, you have I oh, fuck, I don't know, ten thousand reference images because you've been tattooing for 30 years and you've kept every fucking picture. You'll right. be able to output just what you need. Do you think that that's gonna maybe push stuff into a bit of like a, a level? Uh, like mediocrity like because ai can only work within the constraints and there's always going to be a top and a bottom level that can be achieved within it given what the data sets are right so yeah do you think that it could learn to create well, something better yeah like, i mean uh uh i mean yes it can of course it can like right like i mean i wouldn't say it can't because in 30 to 50 to 100 years it probably will oh, right yeah. you know like like you know i mean kind of i mean I'll, I'll go all the way like will ai ever be conscious right like if a neural network is large enough and has enough input, will it always organize itself, you know, in common ways, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and again, part of, you know, I love this conversation because it's like, well, you know, if, but, but you know, 
a computer can never be conscious. I'm like, most people fucking don't even realize they should be conscious. <laughs> like, like, where's the balance? Like, you're almost like, you know, have an artificial scale on the on the on the AI that most people can't, right? But that said, um, you know, like you look at our animals and it's like, do they have a consciousness and a soul or part of it? It's like, I don't know. I mean, so so inherently there's something that seems soulless about the computer, right? You know, and, and one of the things that I would always talk about or teach is that they would, you know, they will mm. always copy the last thing, right? And this is kind of like the Napster lesson, you know, <laughs> uh, right? Do you remember Napster? So for oh, those that are younger God, in the yep. audience, Napster was one of the first peer-to-peer uh, -peer music Final sharing software. Sharing so software. all of a great. sudden music became free. And, and Metallica so the question, lost their fucking mind. <laughs> and, and that was the, the start of... I don't know if that was the start of the disrespect for, for Metallica, but they could never possibly recover from no. that shit because they built their career on fucking tapers. <laughs> Out of the back so, of a car. <laughs> if it was like Paul Simon being like, what are you doing? I don't think this is fair. That's one thing. Metallica literally was like, everyone tape our shows, spread it around. Mm -hmm, and yep. they're anti-establishment. Anyways, yeah, point is, Harry point is when, when you can replicate no, no. something for free, right? <laughs> yeah. And these digital tools allow us to replicate certain things for free. Um, you know, you have to like come up with other other ways and other gates to to make your living, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know it, it just is you know it's really clear like they will always in, you know copy the last thing you put something out. The human brain is designed to look at it, dissect it, reverse yep. engineer it, and copy it, yep. but you can't copy the next thing, right? And so to your point, you know, that's one of the reasons why I spend time thinking about the next thing. You know, um, you know the the Paradise Tattoo Gathering that's coming up uh, this fall. Mm -hmm. It's had like a three three to five year break, probably, or has had a five year break. So it's been at least five years, five, six years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those 2008 was the first year, you know, it's got to change its format, right? Like, yeah. like there's other there's other educational events. Now, to your point, you know, it mm -hmm. was one of the very first of its time. The NTA did educational events before NTA, APT. Yeah. I don't know. There's people that Both did educational things, yeah. tattoo events before us, mm -hmm. you know, but, we, you know, it kind of did our thing with it and made it a. There's now other gatherings and there's now other conferences and shit, um, which is awesome. But that just means that I need to change up the formats. And so, uh, yeah, that's my goal for for this fall is to, to introduce two or three new ideas. Um, you can have a virtual and, uh, uh, virtual attendance option. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, we've, and we kind of always have. Isn't that kind of fun? I love it. People, you know. Yeah. So, yes, we've been hybrid for fucking a decade. No um, kidding. You know, I remember, you know, you could look up videos of uh, Keystone, Colorado. Uh, oh yeah, I watch those. <laughs> yeah, you know, so those were live. You know, we beamed out yeah. a lot of those live. Wow. And uh, you know, guys always, but guy Atrus and I can't you know thank him enough. He's always been a, a forward-thinking, computery, geeky kind of a guy. You yeah. know, before you know, before we started working together, you know, so so fifteen plus years ago, you know, he was working with other computer geeks that were helping him stream out live. And uh, I remember streaming out with him from uh, from Alex Gray's uh, place oh, no in kidding. New York. Yeah. That was fucking cool. But yes, the answer is you guys yes. head out to Alex Gray's and drop a bunch of fucking acid and shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't at the time. I, I should have. Uh, this guy uh, sure... doesn't do acid because his stuff makes me think that he does. No comment. I, you know, yeah. He, uh, I guess uh, I wouldn't uh, be spilling the beans on anything that he hasn't talked about probably openly before. But uh, yeah, you know, there's a little psychedelic action going on there. You know? <laughs> Uh, I figured the farm was just like this, like like when you walk in, it's just gotta have that vibe, you know. <laughs> it really does. I mean, like like hyperspace, it's a. Uh, 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 you know, I catch it like all of a sudden I get like uh, you know uh, two hours into my visit there, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, this is fucking awesome! Like it, it really is. Like he, he like 
you know, and again, I, 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 I he was an influence on one of the, um, it was one of the influences. My wife was another major one on like, you know, doing paradise in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the oh. woods, you know, where you, you have to like leave all the shit behind, right? Like you just have to, you can't let, you're not like in the middle of Chicago dealing with your shit on the phone. And well, I guess it wasn't on the phone <laughs> at the time, but like dealing with your cab. shit and then yeah, hopping in, catching a cab and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a pilgrimage. you're getting yeah. there, you know, it takes you a little bit of time. You have to settle down and it's, it is, it's really peaceful. And, and guys, uh, guys really thoughtful and smart. You know, and so again, I, I work with them a couple times a week. You know, sometimes a couple times a week, sometimes a couple times a month. And uh, but even then, like when I sit down with them for you know to get tattooed for for six hours and we're talking, I'm like, oh man, you're a fucking smart guy. <laughs> like, you know, we talk, you know, for 15 minutes, an hour about work shit, but like you know, and, and some other stuff. But like sitting down for six hours, it's an experience. Yeah. And he's always been very, you know. Uh, influential for me like and just what that experience should be what it should be about like i was saying like everybody that he tattoos has a positive experience well not nearly everybody he's making extraneous efforts that he's thinking about always how the client can be more comfortable and have a better experience and get a better tattoo um you know in part because that's who he is in part because he's in the middle of fucking nowhere so there's no (laughs) walk-ins if somebody walks right you know if he, he can't get halfway into his tattoo session, if the person's like, I can't, I'm tapping out, you know, he's not, he's not working then for the next two days. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah. he's amazing. And and to your point though, it is like that. It's, it's a, it's a pretty amazing, magical place. And uh, uh, I don't know why, but it always surprises me when I get there and I'm like, Oh man, it's really, is like, <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder now. Cause like I, I live in Portland, Oregon is I think one of the most saturated cities for tattooing in North America. Wicked it's, saturated. It's yeah. yeah, it's, it's crazy here. And I I've walked into, I mean, hundreds of shops up here. Um, there's only a few that feel like they have soul. And I'm wondering maybe just get back to the AI stuff. I'm wondering if maybe when, when this stuff starts to come around, if maybe we can start focusing more on that clientele interaction, you know, like maybe that will help. I know we're always going to have the both sides. We're going to have the fucking rock stars. We have the fucking drug slingers. We have the scratcher shops and stuff, but yeah, the quality stuff, like, is it going to improve that quality interaction? You know, it all depends on the people. Right. And this might be, uh, I know know we're uh, we're running up, uh, or at least I'm running up. I want to have to run out to the garage, you know, have my safety meeting, but the point, uh, uh, what what was that? What, What was it? Could you just say the keyword? Oh yeah, the client interaction AI. Is yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, and that's where it really is, and that is what uh, can't be replaced, and and what's like authentic, you know, like. And again, part of me is like most people aren't authentic, so certainly, in ten years, there's going to be an artificially intelligent something that could come up with something creative or authentic, but like or emotionally attached to um but this is happening everywhere and around all the different uh you know, all the different shit that's going on right everything's going crazy uh, it's really about people yep. and you know are you know these are tools and again these are tools that might be manipulating us or some of these tools might be trying to manipulate us right but the fact is they're tools for people or the people being manipulated as much yep. as as much as they are either allowing themselves to be or are taken advantage of, but it's all about people. And so if we could, you know, teach people to be better people, and that's really, you know, part of what tattooing can, can do. Hopefully it does. It's what I like to dark out on. Um, you know, again, I like the, you know, I almost want to, I'm going to make a video that's like, you know, tattooing is what will save humanity. Right. Like if, if, <laughs> nice. But you know, yeah. but you could follow it back, follow it back. Right. Like if tattooing yeah. helps people be better people, 
every day, then all of a sudden, if half of humanity is tattooed, thinking that they're better people, want to be better people, they're becoming better people, they're, the people that are looking at their cool tattoos are like, oh, wow, that's awesome. They're thinking a little bit better, something more positive. It's not impossible, you know, and it's not even like it might not even be unlikely. It might be possible. I mean, it's the trajectory, at least, right? Like more people are tattooed now than they were 10 years ago. It's not like people are looking at all these tattoos and to be like, fuck it, we got to put it in the shadows again. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I think it's a beautiful way to end the show. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for coming on. Oh, Uh, yeah, of course. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. We'll go ahead and stop for now. our generic outro track thank you everyone for listening remember please go give us a like subscribe review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on and uh thanks yeah thanks thanks for listening to the show we hope you enjoyed it we'll talk to you again next week